Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20 sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. How are you doing, my dear friend? Uh, I'm really uncomfortable because we did not start this episode with like a great deal of hostility. Right? And I don't I don't love that. I don't love that right now. <laughs> we we started out like in a in, in an abnormally like okay place where we were just like you know, we were sharing pictures of a musician and like talking about computers and stuff. And like I shared some life stuff, you shared some life stuff, and like now we're just going. And we're, we're not going. I'm not yelling, you're not yelling. Like I'm not I'm not mad. What is the show if I'm not pissed off? It's weird. I just it's it's a strange energy to start with. I need to listen to something really aggressive. Or you can listen to Dead Friend by Against Me and just like have that stuck in your head too. Well, actually what I'm listening to is South Dakota by Nakey Jakey, which um is that you're you're like sighing, but I actually love his music. I don't think I know who he is. I just sigh because it's not against me. Very weird. It's just like a very small YouTuber that makes music, but I don't know. Oh it, yeah, you told me about him before. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, is this the best music I've ever heard? Absolutely not. But from like an amateur standpoint, it is very sincere music, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Anyways, Jordan, what's going on? I just no. I'm just thinking. Like I'm trying to think if I actually listened to him because we, we talked about it before. Well, it doesn't I, matter. I don't have to do this in the middle of the show. This is for like no, an actual you, conversation. You thing. can. No, it's fine. Just you know, listen <laughs> to uh, I listen literally to Saint like. <laughs> I am so sorry that I like audience. I literally was just blank staring at the computer as I was trying to figure out if I listened to Nicky Jakey before. I was like, I don't actually think so. But anyways, Cody, what have you been into recently? This time, don't talk for twenty minutes. Um, well, can I talk for 20 minutes about, uh, Nakey Jakey's YouTube channel no, and the video Saint-like? <laughs> what have you been into recently, Cody? Um, that's a really good question, Jordan. I, I don't feel like I've really gotten into anything new in the last little bit. Oh, no, you know what? I started watching The Mandalorian. That's actually... I'm like enjoying it. For the first time, or watching the second season? Second season. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm behind. I'm way behind on I this, I haven't but... watched it at all, so... But I'm still enjoying it. I heard some people be like, no, oh, it's not as good. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's different. I mean, from but what it's I heard, bad. I thought it was supposed to be way better than the first season. But whatever. Oh, well, it's almost like Star Trek fan, Star Wars. Oh, gosh. Star Wars fans can't make up their minds about what is good and what Star- isn't. Can I just mention that Star Wars fans, like, all fandoms are um, toxic in a way. Like, Rick and Morty is one of the worst ones. But, like, That's Star true. Wars fans are pretty freaking awful. Like they sent death throats to the um, Marie Tran or whatever her name was for um, being Rose in Last Jedi. Like, yeah, which it's not like that was her choice. Like, I would say the worst thing about that character is it was underwritten. Could you imagine like being in a movie series that you like that's huge and like have like landing the gig of your life after like starting on college humor and stuff and then getting death threats for it? Could you imagine that college humor? I know she was around on College Humor a bunch, yeah. Interesting. New- I did not know that. She was one of the many New York people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, New York communities, uh, comedians, actors, all that stuff, yeah. But, no, I um, get what you mean. She's one of the people from a city that matters. I get it. Anyways, Cody, so what else other than um, um, Mandalorian? Like, so is it, I guess, is it fulfilling your Star Wars dreams or, like... Well, 
it is in that it just really isn't very Star Warsy in a good way. It just kind of exists in the universe, and that's all it needs to do. It doesn't really need to be more than that. Um, so I appreciate it. Like for Solo, like I thought that would have been a way better movie if it didn't have ties to Star Wars. Is it like that, or is it just like? another side story and it's not tied to the main story and that's where it strives um but right now it's not tied to the main story at all it i think it's going to in this season like i think it's going to start having some connecting threads but right now it doesn't and that is something that i appreciate about it because it lets it do something different i also like that the main character like the mandalorian just isn't exactly a good person you know like he's i he's kind i kind of an anti-hero really like I do like stories where they're just, you know, they're not like the beacon of light and hope. And they're just kind of like just a dude or just a just whoever. Yeah. And they're just doing their own thing. It's that chaotic, neutral type lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a different type of character than you would usually see in a Star Wars story as your main character. And I, I appreciate that, you know. That he's just like, uh, it, you know, it reads like D&D stories where he's kind of like a little bit of a murder hobo, you know? A little bit from what I've heard, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's nice for it to not be just another Luke Skywalker or a copy of Luke Skywalker, you know? Uh, and that's like, I think that Star Wars has some like fun setting and atmosphere to play with it just really does not need to be related to the main story at all i really just hope they make him palpatine's like great grand nephew you know that would be great that's where like the story failed to me where force awakens i thought was cool because it was like you know it was rewriting it for a new generation and, like we it was the start and we could have so many other ideas but then they got all star warsy about like they they, they had to yeah. Like Last Jedi, it, I didn't think Last Jedi was that good, but I did appreciate that he did different stuff. He could have done it in a better way than just having Luke throw the lightsaber behind him and having all this other stuff, but it was different. And then um, Rise of Skywalker just kind of, it just petered out for me because like I have fun watching it in theaters, but I have no desire to watch it again because it was just, yeah. It was confusing in theaters. Like, I was totally indifferent to it in theaters, but that's because so much of it was trying to retcon Last Jedi, yes. which I actually thought was an interesting movie. <laughs> and then they are just like, no, uh, it made Luke different. Get rid of it. Burn well, that's it. the thing. Like, it's like, oh, well, I okay. didn't really like Last Jedi, but you could have gone along those lines without retconning. Like, yeah. The thing is, they should have just kept the same director all the way through because it would have been a lot better than what they did. And even if it was all JJ or all Ryan Johnson, it would have still been a lot better than this like jumbled up mess. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Mandalorian. What were you saying? Um, I think I was basically done talking about the Mandalorian. I think other than that, like the, the latest thing is that I'm re-listening to the Dresden Files, which is both a very good and a very bad book series. Yeah, you told me. And that's where I'm at right now. Just disgusted with myself for enjoying Dresden Files. That's kind of where I fell, like, because on side characters at the end of the episodes, we talk about, like, one thing we've been, like, watching or reading at the end that we would recommend for kind of within the same lines of, oh, this is, like, decently diverse. But, like, over the last, like, month, I've been 
just like revisiting stuff like i watched death note again and stuff and it's just like i wouldn't really recommend death note on a show about diversity because light's kind of a horrifying piece of crap well yeah i mean it's like really i don't know if it has anything to do with diversity at all um like the female characters are written extremely bad light's a horrifying piece of crap it's just like well yeah light's a horrifying piece of crap but not necessarily in like a well, not, not like a racist piece of crap. He's just yeah. a horrible. But like the female characters in that are written so bad, and I I'm just trying felt to uncomfortable. remember Misa Amane. Well, like He's I like, remember. Oh my god! The... I need to be useful for light. I all I want to do with my light is be useful for a male character. That's a little yeah. problematic. A little problematic. I, I I remember her existing. I just don't really remember oh, much she's else a about her. Horribly written character. Because I remember the movie better is the problem now because I've seen that more recently. Oh, you know? I thought you I thought you were saying that like it was better. And I'm like, no, I'm no, 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 I'm no. I mean, it was terrible. I just I just haven't seen the show in forever. So I'm like, ah, uh, did he have a sister? Yeah, he I had a remember. sister who gets kidnapped. And he's just like, oh yeah, maybe I should kill my sister so there's no- nothing that attaches me to this. So like, you're gonna kill your sister? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's like, then there was like a couple other things. Like, I can't really recommend this because, like, it doesn't hold up. I mean, I still love Death Note and a bunch of other stuff that I've been watching, but it's like, eh, maybe not for the diversity podcast. Yeah, no, like, not, not. Like, Dresden Files wouldn't really be something I would have mentioned on the diversity podcast from what you've told me. Um, I mean, that's the thing that's frustrating is at times it actually. At times, yes. From what is, I've heard is, and read, yes. <laughs> It is, like, has some diversity in it and has, like, positive depictions of, like, disparate types and, like, types of people and everything. And then it describes women and it just takes a hard left turn into garbage town. (laughs) Hard left turn into garbage town is going to be the name of this episode. (laughs) And it's just, like, it does it so quick that it's, like, page three and then... Harry Dresden's like, and I open doors for women, even if they don't want me to open doors for them. And they've explicitly told me, don't open doors for me. It's weird that you have to open doors for me. I am capable of opening the door. Just walk to the door. And if I get there first, I'll open it. And if you get there first, you open it. And instead, I run ahead of them every single time and open the door because that's how I want to be. And I'm like, that makes you a creep. (laughs) That's that's, that's, that's really cringe, dude. That's, That's really cringe. And the so, fact that you're acting like that's something unique or interesting is even more pathetic. <laughs> so, speaking of super cringe, because this is something I can talk about on this show. The thing that I've been doing, you know, because you've watched, have you watched the stream that we do? I, I didn't, like, watch it live. I watched the recording. Oh, God, why? So, <laughs> so we've been reading My Immortal, the 2007 fanfic of Harry Potter about goths and just horrifying stuff. It's not about goths. It's about vampire wizards. Vampire and goths. Draco Malfoy. No, no. It's about... They, she mentioned a million times how they're goth and gothic and all the preps are bad. But everybody stop flaming the, the chapters, okay? Did you see where... Like... So I realized what actually works for reading it. The best way to read through my immortal before all of the spelling mistakes is just to do a Scottish accent. Because, like, because it does flow like a very heavy Scottish accent at times. You know, 
it is possible that she was in fact Scottish, the like 12 year old that wrote that story. I don't think it was a 12, like if you've heard our show, I don't think it was a 12 year old. I think that this is clearly a parody that someone who I think maybe 16, 17 wrote um, mocking all fanfics. And so they don't really know who wrote the thing. It's this whole confusing mess. And like someone came out and said they wrote it, but then like they were kind of proven that they didn't and like kind of proven to be a liar so they like disappeared again but no one really knows what the heck happened with it except for it is the worst fan fiction about harry potter ever made but i think it's a parody this is what confuses me because i guess like i don't know if it's just me and mandy or weirdos but like i knew about it like when it came out like i heard about it but i never read it years ago i never read (laughs) it i didn't know about it when it came out i knew about it like around um the beginning of my last relationship it's like i I, like because they mentioned something it's like oh yeah it's this horrible fanfic i've never read it but i I never looked at it and then trin and i were talking about shows that we wanted to do and they're like oh my god we let's do like read bad fanfic i heard this one and so like we were just hanging out like practicing like we read the first seven chapters they're like oh my god yes this needs to be a stream but it's horrifying yeah, it's really bad. I mean, it's, well, it's I think it's I think it's on bad. purpose bad because like there, there's a story with it. Okay, so <laughs> I have to talk about this so much because it's so funny because we're like we're blind reading it. So like there's a bunch of like horror like things that are problematic that we like have to skip over, but like we're blind reading. Yeah, it. but there yeah. is the um. So all of the author's notes at the beginning of the episodes is its own like story. So like in that story, she's writing this and like, you know, she's depressed and like doing this like for fun. But also like there's this section of the author note story where she gets in a fight with her friend and like that friend leaves because that was the person editing. So all the chapters that the friend's gone are even worse than normal. And then the friend comes back and gets slightly better. And like they like have this thing and like she mentions this guy there. And so that's one story. Then there's the main Hogwarts story, which is who knows what's happening that. But the first of all, the best plot point of all time is the fact that the character needs to go back in time to seduce Voldemort so he's no longer evil. That is the best plot point I've ever heard. And no like, one who is just like being a stupid teen can write something that funny. So I mean, I know you're saying that, right? But but oh, there's did you a section read the fan fiction that you asked me to find for you. I have skimmed it. I kind of want to do it on the show if you think we could do that. I'm not going to mention who wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, not mentioning who wrote the fan fiction that I'm talking about, but I know of a person who very sincerely wrote a nightmarish but fan it, fiction. But it wasn't this kind of nightmare. This one seems like it, it that one seems sincere. This one seems like it's done for jokes because literally in the time travel thing, Marty McFly shows up for like two sentences and it disappears. That's it not seems, that weird. But it seems like they're trying to do it for laughs rather than be like, it seems like they're trying to be funny. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't all, know like, because in the context when it came out, it wasn't that strange. Like it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Was and that's why I think it was bad. a parody. They're making fun of all the other stuff that is actually like this. But the, uh, so there's the author note story. Then there's the main story. But then as you notice it, Trent has been the one pointing this out because I kind of skipped over it. You notice that randomly the the author starts mel- actually putting them, literally putting themselves in the story where like it stops being about Ebony, Darkness, Raven Way or whatever. It starts being about Tara, the author, where she mentions that Darkness was in the room. 
but the character is darkness. And then she starts melding their names together to be like <laughs> to be the same thing and tell like a couple times the characters just address the main character as Tara. And it's like this fascinating thing that's happening, but that has to be on purpose. That has to be on seen- purpose. Have you seen um It's Always Sunner and Fi- Sunny Sun- in Philadelphia? <laughs> it's always Sunner and Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I've seen episodes, but I have not religiously watched. Have you like, seen a lot the, the part where one of the guys gets obsessed with a guy named Pepe yeah, Sylvia? Pe- Pepe Sylvia, it has yeah, that's You're what becoming I'm doing right that right now. <laughs> this <laughs> no, is that's be how your I Pepe feel. Sylvia. Okay, so that's how I felt because Monday I took a deep dive trying to find out who the real author was. And so I sent yep. I sent the friend that I'm streaming with this huge message and there was like, Oh my god, dude, that was a wild Pepe ride. Sylvia! Pepe Sylvia! Pepe Sylvia! Okay? Where but, is he? Um, I go down in a dock of the dark Carol! Yeah, that's who you're becoming yeah, yeah, so right now. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's so everybody, don't don't read it. My Immortal's awful, but watch the streams on um twitch.tv forward slash P-H-L-O-O-E-M Flome. Um we do a great read of it. It's horrifying. Hey, it's hey, hard hey, to hey. finish. Hey, you, we do plugs at the end, not I know, midway through. Yeah, I all right? do plug we don't do mid. We don't do midway through plugs. I'm just having <laughs> so much fun doing that stream with my friend. Yeah, yeah, brag about all the fun you're having without me. All right. <laughs> all right anyways, Kenny, it's time to get to the actual episode. I need to put down, put down all the pins that I put on my poster board of like, look, all of the lines, they connect to being a parody. Parody Sylvia. So, Cody, what was last week? Last week was a world that we did. Last week was what, Cody? Uh, world based on all four seasons. No, it was world based on a season, a season. Yep. You did all world four. based on the seasons, right? Yeah, I didn't misread and it. And then, um, so Cody, what did you do last week? Where you did weird? I did a world based on the seasons. Okay, and I did world based on the season of storms that we get during the summer in Middle America. And had some cool, like, surfboarding on the wind type stuff. Yeah, you had a really cool world. I'm hoping to bring it back this time. Like, I, I my feel world like this time is this not time. cool. My world's not cool. Anyway, sorry. What? My world is hilarious. Like, I think I'm funny. I laughed while rereading my own script. Just saying. So this is world based off a genre of music. And I did something. My, mine, like My Immortal, is also a parody. So is, is you calling your world a parody the way that you're gonna like make the excuse for me totally destroying you this time? Oh, hundred percent. Because it's not a my mine's not also go- a parody, but I'm gonna win. Mine's not a good world. Mine's so over the top and stupid. I meant it to be that way. But anyways, Cody, what did you roll? I rolled a two. I rolled a thirteen. So guess I'm going the first. So my world, the genre I picked is something I used to love when I was in um high school. And it's not a good genre of music. It's not It's not like I still love it, and I'm not saying hating on it, but it's compared to other stuff I listen to, it's not the greatest. So I picked um, Metalcore, basically the screamo side of Metalcore, and decided to go all into it. So if you don't know Metalcore songs, it's a, there's a lot of screaming and heavy guitar riffs up top, and then there's the melodic singing choruses. And so I Can you just, give me some band examples? Because I want to know if I'm calling this new metal in my head. Like, is this a world based around um, the band Korn? No, Korn is new metal. Okay, so you're not doing new metal. No, no, I I'm doing like, the, um, like um, Devil Wears Prada, Haste the Day. Um, what else metalcore did I listen to here? Let me type in Under Oath was metalcore. 
Um, oh gosh, George, you remember how today we were texting and I said that there was like a schism in my high school that was not dissimilar from the mods and rockers in Britain, you know? Yeah. It's, we would have been on the other side of this. I would have been I mean, like, no, there's some things that I listened to in private, but didn't really like talk about that much. Uh, I just want who is try to th- yeah August well August Burns Red is just screamo. Um, as I lay dying, um, bullet for my Valentine. You're every one of my friends in high school that I couldn't be in a band with, Jordan. Oh why? no! I, why is that the case? No 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 no! In high school, I was still playing punk on guitar. <laughs> I was playing, playing. I was that boy. I was no taking uh, taking back Sunday's not really punk, but I was playing a lot of taking back Sunday. Uh, it's cl- I like taking back. Sunday, yeah, but, they're, though, they're but they're that's one of those punk, ones though. that I feel bad about. They're not punk though. Neither is <laughs> yeah, you said Billy Talent are. was punk. Billy Talent's not punk either. Billy Talent is. You could make a compelling argument for. Billy I would Talent say closer to punk. like the I this blob that is alt rock more than punk. It, it it starts slipping into that like like I said this pop is the mods punk, and rockers yeah. like the pop punk versus punk thing. Well, Fall Out Boy is I was definitely like on pop. the punk side. Like, eh, you guys suck. Fall Out Boy was pop punk emo. Yeah, but like bands like Against Me and Pup are like actual punk. <laughs> I need I need my musicians to look like nightmare people. Otherwise, it's 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 pop. Or punk. just look like prep douches that you wouldn't have liked in high school. Like if if every member of your band looks like Ed Sheeran, I'm not gonna be a fan. Well, like 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 with again against me and Pup, you have to look like prep douches that you that I would have liked in high school. Are you talking? Everyone in Pup just looks. Oh no. Okay. No. 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 Anyways. They do kind of. I love them though. Again, I love them. I'm sorry, Pup. I'm Anyways. gonna delete that because like I love you, Pup, and I don't want you to hate me. I want. Oh my God! If we built a world with Pup, holy crap! Pup, you want to come be on our show? I'm going to we'll message you. them and be like, hey, like, this is not Look, your Pup, thing, but you want to, like, be on our podcast? If you ask really nicely and if somehow you hear this, you're allowed to be on our podcast. We'll, we'll let, hey, we'll no, let no, you no, 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 no. They're not asking nicely. Us. I'm going to be the one asking nicely because I love they're, they're I'll pretend like I don't know who you are. No, you won't. No, no, you would, all, <laughs> you would also be like, I would be completely starstruck and just saying stupid stuff the whole time because that's what I do when I'm <laughs> nervous around people. It's just like dumb stuff, dumb stuff, dumb stuff. But anyways, <laughs> enough delaying. Here is my metalcore world, um, the geography. I've got to clear my throat. This is so, this is so, so it's supposed to be over the top and it sounds like my usual world, which makes me really sad because it just sounds like what I always write when I was trying to be over the top. <laughs> This first verse, verse, this first part comes from Adam Verse, an outsider. We are the twisted black city amongst the glitter empty backdrop of space. The red glow of the blood moon illuminates the tragic spires of our city. It is a dim light, but we are never in complete darkness as our cities burn with the ever glowing fires due to the fighting caused by the rage. The fires blaze on for days and weeks at a time as no one is ever able to put them out. We call our city Erak Latim, the place for those rejected by society, which is just metalcore spelled backwards because I'm cool. (laughs) Our city is surrounded by wasteland and made up of buildings constructed over the years of those over the years by those needing a place to live. 
They built with any material that they could find, from the rocks on the ground to wood from brush that wasn't burning. Because of the constant fires, the city is mostly black and filled with scraps. The buildings don't stay erect long, as they are hastily made. They fall over, causing the city to have its short stature. The city spreads out for miles, and those who come to the city make their way to the outskirts to continue building outwards. The city is a misshapen oblong circle. It has its charm, if you consider an always burning, violence-filled city charm. Water is scarce. Only a few streams and rivers have been discovered as the city has expanded. We dredge the water for food, but try not to overfish so we can survive. As the city has expanded, we have found that there is an endless horizon. No matter how far you walk, you never reach anything outside of the wasteland. The seldom nights when the blood noon drops behind the horizon, the world around us turns pitch black. Those nights, the violence and the fires are the worst. But there is one hope. The white city that we have been rejected from stands in the center of the land. We call it Breakdown. Those who fight in the night wish to one day return to Breakdown, but I know we will never return from where we came. This second part, I'm not dude, Cody. I got. I cover my genre very well. This is a harsh like screamo. How many screamo. parts did you write? Oh, I got more. There's this is a harsh screamo part. I'm going to go into the melody, the the chorus where they sing. So this. Do I need to like? Do you need to like back up from the mic? Are you about to like do something? You're like revving up. Over no, here. I'm just really excited about how dumb this is. <laughs> <laughs> I just love like because I like metalcore, but it is kind of stupid. So this comes from Liana Melody. Resident of Melodious. From the top of the towers, you can see the burning black ruins spread out into the horizon. Those poor, unfortunate souls. But there wasn't anything that we could have done. They had the mark. We had to separate ourselves from them before they turned violent. One day we will find a cure to the rage, but until then, we have built up our towers and walls to keep them out. Their city is short and squat because they lack sanity. That makes it hard for them to be able to focus on their buildings. Their city falls apart easily and burns. This is a collapsing society. We the unmarked live in the sorry, we the unmarked live in the central portion of the city called Melodius. Those of Iraq Latim call it breakdown, but we are the center post of where all people came from. Because of the curse mark driving people mad, we sent those who gained the mark of madness outside of the city and built up our walls against them. The city of Melodius is a fortress, shining white against the always black sky. The gods gave us materials to shine like their heaven. Unlike Iraq, Iraq, not, uh, yeah, you get it. Unlike Iraq, <laughs> the city is structured, towering buildings and streets paved of smooth brick. We have transportation between the buildings where those within Melodius make and trade goods. Under the city is an underground, sorry, under the city is a river where we bring sustenance to our people. We grow mushrooms and other food around the underground river to sustain. At the center of the city is the exalted tower of Solo. The tower is smooth and perfectly constructed. There is not a seam in sight. It is the perfect pl place where the exalted of Melodius live. They are the holy family and in charge of the government, making sure those within remain safe at the base of the tower is where those of the inner city guard live they do checks to make sure the curse hasn't spread 
walking along the base of the tower where the residential area and farms are located. Outskirts of the city is where the businesses and the outer guard stations are. The exalted believe if the walls are ever breached, it is better to lose the shops than to lose the people or the food source. Despite living in the holy city, we are, we are constantly on edge, afraid of an attack on the outside. Also, another metalcore band that I used to love, Killswitch Engage. Okay, you know, Killswitch wasn't terrible. Yeah, but that that is like the screamo part, the harsh, and then the melody, the singing. Yeah, like Killswitch. I loved Killswitch. But anyways, <laughs> Cody, I'm ready for your style right. just to make me angry. I, I like this because what I think it is, is that like, you'll see what I mean. But we did something very similar, except I literally think that our worlds exist in the same place. <laughs> That's funny. You'll see what I mean when I when I start. <clears throat> Long after the after dark, in the eons that stretch through time and space, after the second and even bigger bang, millennia into the new post-royal movement, the galaxy was still in turmoil. But there is a beacon of hope among the grim and inhuman stars, a light on the mountaintop and a celestial beacon of perfection and love. The greatest world in the many galaxies. In the Seleucian system around the Seleucian sun, there is one perfect rock spiraling through the I heavens. hate you so much. This is so, this is so Cody. Oh my gosh. And it is called Kaplan. Ah, yes. Seleucian Kaplan, or Ska for short. Oh my god. Okay, no, no I'm back around. I like that. That's really great. That's actually really great. <laughs> the greatest place on Earth, or in the galaxy, the greatest place God has ever dared to create. <laughs> Cody, you're just screaming. Your wife is concerned. <laughs> yeah, she is. She has to, like, sit behind me while I read all these worlds like a nut. <laughs> Anyways. Travel here exists in a legal gray area. It is technically a pirate gang haven, but that is in name only. The planet is perfect. You are always near quote. You are always near a coast. Swimming is always an option, but most importantly, the weather there is perfect. You can you can wear anything from a tiny evening dress to the most radical three-piece wool suit without sweating bullets or freezing to death. The surface of the world is light and bouncy. It is made of a vulcanized moss that gives it its springy surface. The inhabitants of Ska found out that this unique material makes excellent, extremely thick-soled shoes. But, what is really outside the matter? The reason to come to Ska is not that it is simply a paradise. It is the culture. The Ska culture that will never die and will become as timeless as creation itself! Ska is forever! Or between the years of 1995 and 1996. Hey, Cody, really quick question. Is uh, the yelling just you trying to tell me that Ska is good, or is it a character you're doing? Because at this point, I can't tell anymore. I am the story, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, so as you approach the surface of Ska, where should you land? The most common option at the moment is the cabaret of Big Bassanova and the Bleak Street Choir. This is located far to the north on a massive polar island. The temperature is a little chilly, but nothing too bad. As your ship lands in the perpetual dark, you will be welcomed by a thick and comforting fog. The sensuous mist tastes slightly of cigar smoke, whiskey, and hair oil. Ugh. The lapping waves... <laughs> Let me get through this. 
The lapping water sings songs of their own. And through the haze, there is the soft, warm glow of old time. I mean, timeless, timeless lights. Pick a hall or a bar. It won't matter. You'll be called to one. First, by the trumpet, shrill in the night, like a siren begging for a lover. (laughs) Then saxophone and trombone will be heard. Then what is this? The inaudible whisper of a lover? No, of course not. It's a 20-something guy with a terrible voice singing like a deranged, chain-smoking clown. Or, heaven on earth. (laughs) Then the strings. Well, just guitar and bass. Finally, felt more than heard, is the pulse of the drums. These will call you indoors. Yeah, that's Scott. That is all Scott for you. Yeah, we we pick it up, pick it up. We listen to Scott. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Okay, I'm done. I'm really done. When you enter, you will surely be met by the following sight. A band that looks like if a 50s doo-wop group started living on a diet of nothing but skills. <laughs> Shut up, let me get through this. They will be sweaty. Their hill their hair will be solid as a rock will be solid as rock pompadours. Then they will have on crazy shoes and then the most pristine suits you can imagine a cartoon character wearing. You might think, oh ho, this must be one of those classical bands that used to exist. No, it is a ska band. They don't have sheet music. They play straight from the soul. The most divine mix of punk, big band swing, and nightmares that will ever wash over your ears. If you are lucky, you might even oh, see the signature yellow and purple checkerboard of the big band of big... <laughs> Of Big Bossa Nova himself and being backed by the Bleak Street Choir. Tread carefully, though. This is his turf and he is king. So that's section one. So I don't understand what exactly section you're going I don't really understand favorite. what you're going for there. Because, like, you, the whole, like, oh, yeah, no, this is horrible, but also it's, like, a true treasure. So, like, do you actually like Ska? Because I can't tell. You know what, Jordan? You're just going to have to let the story it speak for itself. Now I just have, like, the guitar. To... That's in every single ska song. And the... What I think it is, is, is I start weird, and then I get weirder, but it gets better, I think, as I go. The second the second section is by far the worst. That's the animal section. <laughs> the second section in our stories are always the worst, Cody. Like The second section is there are animals. Eh, anyways i'm just i'm so excited for some of the later jokes I, I like, exci- I, like you I, uh, you came out swinging with like the comedy this time it's actually really freaking funny i'm enjoying it quite a bit um <laughs> this is also can i tell you how hard it was to write this after reading my immortal like to actually write like a human being after seeing for literally like 38 chapters of nonsense trying to write like a human being I know you're talking about yourself right now, but I just want to say that I wrote the line like a 50s doo-wop band living on a diet of nothing but Skittles, and I'm pretty proud of that. Anywho, <laughs> hats are coming off. Okay, this comes from Alyssa Scream. 
outsider gripping to sanity. They banished us. They said we were cursed. They said we could not enter their holy city again. Blamed our actions on the madness. Wouldn't you be angry if you were taken from your home and thrown out into the dark wasteland? The city we call Breakdown is the only source of light. The only way we can see out here in this black waste is starting the fires. The fires aren't a sign of rebellion. They help us see in the dark. Food. Food is scarce. We try to farm, but the soil rejects most of our food. The food that grows is bitter, but it is sustenance. Unlike inside, there are no organized farms. We just grow and grab what we need. It is every being for themselves out here. Out here, it is quite dangerous. We use the anger and the hate that fills us to fight off the roving packs of wolves and the large bat creatures that attack our city. They are led into our city by demons and animated skeletons. We do not have livestock because the predators have taken so much from us. But we have fought back and occasionally take the fight to them using the power of rage to drive them off. We try and capture the predatory animals to breed as food so that we do not starve out here. Some people in the outer city have raised wolves hoping to one day breach the wall of the white city. So really quick, what I kind of wanted to do is include imagery. Wait, what? What are you? It's just, <laughs> we raise wolves to storm the city. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. I wanted to use imagery that I see a lot in metalcore, which is like, you always see a bunch of pictures of wolves, flaming demons, skulls. There's so much skulls in metalcore, but like Wolves at the Gate was another metalcore band, but it's like always that kind of like violent imagery. And I wanted to put that in of these are the things that they're going to use to attack because it's rage out there. Rage is the only one. Yes, Cody, exactly. Brutal legend. It is just brutal legend. <laughs> um, this next part comes from Lilith Double Bass. And if you notice that the names, I just include stuff from Metalcore. Okay, I really like this world, okay? I got the Double Bass What about thing? the scream? Did you get I'm the there. scream and what? <laughs> <laughs> you get the world, Cody? Do you get the world? I get, it. I get it. Anyways, um, Lilith Double Bass is a farmer in Melodious. Those of the exalted Chorus family fear that one day the enraged of Arak will ally with the skeletal creatures and the demons and fight back against our city. Their anger was initially fueled by being forsaken by Melodius. That hatred stays with them until they completely lose their minds. We have fortified Melodius City, but the materials within the city are not enough to drive off a serious attack. We fear one day the capital will be breached and everything we worked for will be lost. The center of the city around the tower is where we harvest food. We have very little livestock, and we do, but we do hunt birds and bats that fly within the city. Meat is a delicacy, but vegetables and proteins are grown under the ground. It doesn't seem like much, but it is enough to take into shut up, Cody. The shops and distribute to the I rest just, of the city. You just city. went really hard into the food yeah, in I this know. one. I dude, I was just trying to get like space for this. We are grateful for everything we have and sing the melodies of worship that the exalted have taught us. Our world is not perfect, but it is what we were given by the gods. We just hope that following the holy ways will keep us safe from those with the curse. And that is my second part. That that All was right. clearly me vamping to have some more space so it wasn't just like, yeah, they're inside a city, they have farms. Uh yeah, the uh I just 
didn't vamp as much as you, but my second section is my second section. So here we go. Uh, this is uh, this section's called Scram Dump. Now, if you want something with a little more flavor, you should probably get your brightly colored clown car version of a vintage Oldsmobile and surf on over to the layer of Scram Dump. But bring your leather... And as long, bring your leather as long as that leather is somehow painted bright green and you're wearing oversized party sunglasses. God, I hate ska. Because those are required. I hate ska. I hate it. <laughs> you can't even convince me that ska is good. Ska is not good. This scram layer, as it is known, is built into a massive network of caves high above the crashing waves. High above the crashing waves. It is dimly lit and the smell and. It is dimly lit and smells musky and human and alive. Just being in the scram layer will make you feel like you're in a mosh pit of cheap beer and worse cologne. Sponsored by Axe Body Spray. Now, fair warning. That was a funny joke. Screw you, Jordan. Anyway. <laughs> he's he's stroking his beard like, uh-huh, just move on. <laughs> yep, Axe Body Spray totally makes sense. Now, fair warning. Scram Dump is not run by the rigid and classy mos mafioso mafioso authority of big bossa nova the scram king breathes chaos into his lair so hide your wallet and keep your eyes on a swivel lest you are carjacked or worse your giant clown sold shoes get stolen <laughs> now again unlike big bossa nova the scram dump is home to many other creatures some are pets most are few food and a few are even dangerous 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 fish Fishing is a typical hobby. There are these... M oh, they use massive equipment to catch these checkerboard colored fish that live underneath the crashing waves. They are truly massive aquatic creatures that become a street food delicacy once they are deep fried and covered in ranch dressing. The best huge swimming creature stand is called really the best place to get those big old seafood bites. This is just one of many possibilities when it comes to street food. There are also the rats that have become prevalent. These vermin subsist on the squalor that is prevalent throughout the caves. The more unfortunate things that people have to deal with are the crypt wolves that have been bred specifically to hunt humans and rats alike. And then finally, there is the garbage swamp demon. No one really knows if the garbage swamp demon exists, but be careful. The walls seem to sweat Nickelodeon-style <laughs> slime, and people have begun to think they're alive as people going missing has become so prevalent. Did you get that that middle section was me trying not to say real big fish? <laughs> that's good, that's good, that's good. The, the best huge swimming creature stand is called Really the Best Place to Yeah, that, 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 no, really, really that, like, that, like... The truly massive yeah. aquatic creatures are street that, food that, delicacy because they're deep fried and covered in rage. Okay, but you just took I an was, absurdist twist, and I'm I love absurdism, so I'm here for it. Well, it gets worse. So are, are you so, done with your you section? I, yeah, that's that no, section I, I love two. It. It's the worst one. Section three, I think, I, is my I, piece, I love, so I'm excited. I, you know, I love absurdism. Absurdism is really funny to me because it's just like, what am I watching? <laughs> I read one of my worlds to my brother one time, and he just went, "Oh, okay, so that felt yeah, like that a was your superhero dream. world." I'm like back when we did the live that was live the point, show. Yeah. Yes, I remember <laughs> when I made when I gave plants the ability to and speak, just and screaming they were just in pain. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah. 
And you call me the messed up one. <laughs> and I'm the one who has the mental issues. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I'm the crazy one. Um, this society history is a bit of my usual twist. Twist. This is just me being convoluted, okay? Um, this comes from Matthew Chorus, historian and member of the Exalted. I am he who keeps the last chapters of the history. Most have moved on and have forgotten where we came from, but I have not. I have written every word of our vast history down. This world was created by a group of gods who wanted to combine their various ideas of creation into one. God hates this world, okay? Anyways, rather than a round planet like they had created before, they made an endless expanse between the planes of light and dark, life and death. Common themes within Metalcore. Anyways, they want... Wow. They went, is that word? They went through the motions of creating a world to fill areas of the expanse. They dug trenches for water and breathed life into animals. They created humans, those who would tell the stories of the gods' greatness. The gods filled the land with magic so those humans could live forever. They created a city in the center of the world, one that would be filled with angelic beings who would sing melodious choruses praising the gods. These angels would fill the humans with awe from the realm of the spirit. The humans built up cities to be like the angels and praised the gods for creating such a beautiful world. Despite their efforts, the human cities never shined bright like the city of angels, and their praise never quite filled the air either. The humans and angels thought their world was perfect, but the gods were unsatisfied. They were bored by the world they created. It was too self-serving. So the gods left to create something else. After all, the angels will be able to keep humanity in check and watch over the world that the gods created. Also, the more that I read fan fiction, the more I hate my own writing. I must say, it reads like a bad fan fiction. <laughs> Anyways, when the gods left, the expanse they created fell dark, only to be lit by the glowing city they made and the moon they left in the sky. They had acted as the suns for the world, and with them gone, there was nothing to light the way. The moon hung in the sky at night, reflecting the light from the city of Melodius. The humans grew angry and jealous. Why did they have to stay out in the dark while the angels sat there in the glowing city, so happy that they were singing? The humans grew angrier day by day, looking for a way into the city, and a way to be loved like the angels. The humans began to believe that if they had been the ones in the city of Melodius, the gods would have never left. One day, a group of humans stood up and told the others that using the magics of the land, they could become like the angels. Everyone followed their lead, and they utilized the powerful magic in this world. This did not make them powerful angels as they wanted. Instead, it deeply cursed the land, turning the moon blood red and causing the plant life to become sour and wither. Wolves and giant bats came from the darkness, hungry for blood, and slaughtered the animals that lived outside of Melodius. You laugh, but I'm, I'm doing exactly what I wanted with Metalcore World, so stop. The world turned into a dark... That sounds like a front cover of a That's exactly what I'm album. going for! That's what I want, Cody! Good! Uh, it's, no, it's, it's hilarious funny. because this is, that's, that is the feel. That is also Metalcore. The world turned into a dark wasteland, and the humans were driven mad with rage. They could only communicate through harsh screams and violent movements. 
But in their rage, they remembered one thing. Get it, the screamo? They remembered one thing. There were angels inside the glowing city, living safely and happily without the curse. So the humans in their rage attacked. The angels were not expecting such a turn of events and were thrown into a harsh war with the humans. Some angels just wanted to drive the humans out, while others agreed that killing the beasts that used to be known as humans was the only way to be safe. Between attacks on the holy city, the angels deliberated on what their next move would be. My family, the Chorus family, was left in charge by the gods, so they were the ones to make the final decision. They would use the magic to cause a great wave of fire eradicating the humans for good. During one final siege, the angels gathered around the central part of the city and used their magic to wipe out the humans. But because of the gods' original magic, the humans were not completely destroyed. Some were engulfed by the flames and reduced to skeletal figures. Others were fused with the fire and transformed into demon-like creatures. They scattered all across the expanse, hoping to one day find the means of destroying the holy city. The angels took the time in the aftermath of the wave of fire to build up a great to build up great walls and secure their city. They had built what the humans had destroyed. They had rebuilt what the humans had destroyed. That isn't the end of the story. When the humans cursed the world and drove themselves to insanity, they also cursed the angels. Their magic did not make the humans like angels, but instead made the angels like humans. Slowly, a black mark began forming on the bodies of the angels. Eventually, those inflicted with the curse were driven mad like the humans and began attacking other angels. The Chorus family decided that the best way to handle the curse, rather than killing their own people, was to banish those who developed the mark. Most did not understand what was happening as they developed the curse. They were simply sent outside of the city where the rage intensified and eventually led to the afflicted angels screaming and cursing while wildly trying to attack anything near them. The histories are ones that most try to forget. We just tried to move on living in this world until it is completely taken over by chaos. So, like, you get what I'm doing, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. The reason my head was in my hands through so much of that section is because I get it. Yeah, like, like, like it. this is the purest form that I could have done for a medical world. So, like, originally I wanted to do punk, but, like, it would just be, like, you know, a trash city, honestly, with rebellion and <laughs> anti-government stuff happening all the time. And, like, with all the anti-government stuff that, like, we want to be happening right now, didn't really feel like making that world. Oh, all right, Jordan. You ready for my section three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me just do it again. Not much is known about how Ska became what it is today. But if you were to ask enough people, this is the story that might form up around all of your questions. Many years ago, there was a band of pirates known as Splendiferous Cat. Now, Splendiferous Cat were criminals that robbed the empires and megacorps of post-human humanity in the ever-darkening space. Hang on. I feel like we just made the most frustrating worlds for each other. <laughs> they did this on board their vessel, simply known as the Syncopation. Oh, this no! band would take their winnings and throw the best parties the galaxy has ever seen. This was the heyday of Splendiferous Cat. The four core members often had guest musicians come and play with them, or rob with them, or both. 
but each member had a unique creative voice and presence on stage. If you saw them perform, you would never know who was going to be singing or playing horn or inexplicably melodica. They all did everything except drumming. Drumming is the lowest kind of ska life there is. They don't even play on the offbeat. If you are not playing on the offbeat, you're not ska. Get out of here, Doug. No one cares if you can keep perfect time on the hi-hat. One, two, three, four is not ska. And, 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 and that's ska, Doug. Anyway, <laughs> Mandy is like probably like so <laughs> afraid of you right now. <laughs> the band was popular and things were good, but no one knows exactly whether the heat got to be too much or the creative pressure got to be too much or if it was both. But either way, eventually the syncopation landed for good on Ska. At first it was a solid good, a solid gig rather. I can read. They still put on shows, and the land of Ska was great. They built up their own little Branson in space. A Ska-themed wonderland, but this did not last. The stress of running a forever venue and booking acts and still making their own music was too much. And the once was too much for the once freeform pirates. The first to break was Big Bossa Nova. He kept wanting more and more control. Then Betty Lincoln left because of different visions for what the music should be. Liz Peach and Franklin Herbert stayed together for a few years. They were in love, but they were both a mess. Franklin discreed himself the Scram King and drove Ska into chaos. Meanwhile, the already kind of grungy Liz did not keep him in check. They spiraled out of control and Franklin eventually left on his own to find his very own Scram Lair. This left, this left Liz all alone. She changed her name to Peachy Lizard and started her own band. And that, oh, and thus the fracturing of Ska was complete. Peachy Lizard changed after that. She was the one who stayed. And while all of her other friends, well, all of her other friends left. In many ways, she was the last true founder of Ska left. But this also made her the de facto leader. The others were off playing kings in their own little corners of the world. Meanwhile, Peachy barely had enough time for her own creativity. She spent most of her time ensuring that Ska would never die. She recruited the best fighter pilots into her band and sailed across the skies and local space fighting every day to keep the post-human fleets at bay. This took a toll on her, hardening the once lovely and free-spirited free-spirited woman into someone tough as nails if you ever wanted to visit ska be warned peachy lizard is a fun name and her ships may be a vibrant a vibrant peach color but make one move against ska and your ship will be vapor before it can touch the ground cody what is this yes. nightmare scape you've created i love it but yeah what is this nightmare scape you've created what are you talking about the big question is if you can figure out what each of these worlds each each one of these people is based on <sighs> yeah, I mean, you you've kind of been like letting us know throughout. Like, well, I mean, you don't you didn't guess the first one and the second one I literally told you. The third one is a little bit more vague. Yeah, it happens. Okay. Anyways, go ahead, Jordan. I mean, you can tell me what they're based on because I don't listen to Scott, so I'm not gonna get too much. But I kind of got like a, a good, I got an idea of what you were going for for each one. Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you at oh, the end. That's fine. You know, I, I'm just saying, if you want it to be like a thing that I understand, you can just tell me. 
because I don't listen to no, Ska, so I'm not going to get it. I've told you up I'll top what my you. thing is. <laughs> well, I mean, you know it's Ska, yeah. you know. But um, this last part comes from Lisa Riff, who is an angel. And that's the only qualifier I gave her. <laughs> like, usually I write more <laughs> shit, more <laughs> stuff, but I just like, Lisa Riff, angel. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jordan, well, why does this sound like a world that I wrote? The sentences are fragments and the details Like, like seriously, there. this is probably one of the worst worlds, like... <laughs> grammar like writing wise i've done but like i enjoy it um and latin iraq is did i is it iraq latin or i forget which direction i do anyways the city on the outside is a place of complete chaos to think those uh, to think those out there raging and screaming were once like us to think we used to create beautiful songs together and now their words are completely unintelligible the curse works in multiple stages. At first, there is just a small black mark. But as the mark grows, the cursed angel becomes more erratic. They must be banished before they can hurt anyone. Out in Iraq, Latin, they eventually go mad, attacking each other and attempting to break the wall. They cannot kill each other, so they live in, con in a constant sea of violence. There are some that maintain some sanity and are able to think clearly through their rage. Those are the most dangerous, as they are, as they bring the others together in more unified attacks. But generally, the rage boils over and causes the cursed angels to set their homes on fire and try to kill each other. It is a city of chaos and violence. Here in Melodious, we still praise the gods by singing their, our songs. Here in Melodious, we still praise the gods by singing our songs in hopes that one day they will return. It has been a long time since we have seen them, but we hold on to hope of their return. The Chorus family considers themselves as the exalted because they were the ones chosen to rule in the gods' absence. We do not know if this was for the better. They have made very hard decisions, some that we will never be able to take back. They were the ones who decided to burn the humans, and they are the ones who are in charge of judging and banishing angels to the outside city. They have created a force within the city to hunt down those who begin to show the signs of the curse. There is no mercy. Even the smallest mark can lead to banishment. Because of these harsh decisions, the other angels of the city have begun to resent the chorus family. We all keep quiet because one day it might be us who are thrown outside. There have been attacks on Melodius, some in increasing number. Enraged angels have figured out how to get access to the underground river and have come up to attack us from the ground. Others have found ways to catapult themselves over the wall, whatever manner they find a way in. It is my job as wall guardian to fight them off and send them back, but we all fear that we are simply running out of time. We consider ourselves separate from the rage and screaming on the outside, but soon and very soon, our beautiful melodies will mix with the harsh screams. And that is my world. You know, the mixing of hardcore screamo with melodious choruses, aka metal. I got it. <laughs> I got Mansplain. it. <laughs> <laughs> can you mansplain to me? That sure. Work? I can mansplain to whoever the okay. heck I want to. I guess that's the point of mansplaining. Right? Exactly. I'm going to mansplain mansplaining. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. You ready? Yeah, I'm good. This, this I'm going to level with you. There's a joke in here that's a very deep cut. But I'll explain it at the end. I'm very proud okay. of it. Just up front. 
Deep cut joke. The new sheriff is probably the most exciting band on Ska. And it follows that their home, the Pleasant Groves, is the most hospitable of all the lands. The advantage is that Betty has the color and the joy of her more chaotic band members, but also did not allow her domain to slip into total chaos. The result is pastoral fields surrounding acute little towns and shops that put you in mind of neon signs hanging over family-friendly diners, but without the grotesque rot of the scram dump. It also lacks the sinister cruelty of the cabaret of Big Bassanova. Some people say that most that this is the most ska land on ska, but yet others crave something with a little bit more tooth and danger. This place is all the this place is all the class without any of the anachronisms or cruelty. And now we're going to talk about the reunion. Who knows why, but for a few decades for a few decades past the initial fracture, the four founders grew further and further apart until there was the reunion. The reunion is what the people of Ska called it when the four founding members of Splendiferous Cat had to again take to the skies and become the dreaded pirates again. In the grim dark future of post-humanity, the apocalyptic war emperors were again gathering and marshalling power. This time it was to collect a massive array of phased crystals that could be used to fuel enough bombs and flight fuel to get to Ska and, enough, and leave enough payload to wipe the planet out for good. Ska might seem just like some cultural hub, but make no mistake, Peachy Lizard's band of space fighters were more than skilled musicians and kept the world safe for years, but this was more than she could handle alone. So, she had to do the unthinkable and call back Big Bossa Nova, the Scram King, and even Betty Lincoln. They would have to reform the pirate band and steal the phase crystals before they could be launched against Ska. The mission was impossible, but that had never stopped Splendiferous Cat before. The people of Ska watched on helplessly as their Ford leaders loaded onto an ancient spaceship and flew away. Most of the people of Ska were sure that this was the end. No, no one is sure how they did it or what happened to the fortune they stole, but weeks later... The syncopation again returned and landed far off the <laughs> syncopation makes me so mad. <laughs> the four of them sit on top of syncopation, floating in the middle of one of the oceans of Ska, the mad world they had built together. As the mood took them, they might pick up a guitar or a horn and play disconnected snatches of old songs or a few new creations, or they might dance to vinyl and cassette tapes. But mostly they just sat by a fire on the top of their ship and watched the stars. Tomorrow, they might not be a band anymore. They might not be pirates anymore. They might not even be friends anymore, and none of them could tell. But tonight felt like it could stretch on for an eternity. It tasted like the freedom and companionship that drove them to pirate across the galaxy and then finally create a home of their own. One by one, they fell asleep, huddled together on top of the syncopation, waiting for tomorrow not to come. That is the end of my world. I liked it. Right? I, I, I feel like I stuck the landing. I, I mean, you, d you did. Yours yours was a fun, chaotic mess, and I liked it. Okay, so do you want to know the real deep cut joke? Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay, so the last, the last uh, like, little area, the band, was called um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, The New Sheriff. Okay, so here's the reference for The New Sheriff. It's based on the band Save Ferris. Save Ferris got its name from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where they were handing out 
pictures that said say ferris so i based this band on a movie line from the 80s that i felt was similar which is the last line of heathers where um <laughs> is it i think it's one of the heather no her name's not heather it's the like the weird scary girl that uh says that she's the new sheriff in town so that's why their band's called the new sheriff <laughs> okay i get it peachy lizard was supposed to be no doubt um yep yep okay and then Scram Dump was Real Big Fish and uh, Big Bossa Nova and uh, the Bleak Street Choir was, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's the one that I listened to the least out of all of these. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, that's that's what, see, I knew the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones one. I, I got yeah. you going for that. Also, because be, because Save Ferris is like my favorite ska band. So that's why that's, that's why her place was the best. Okay, Cody. Uh, so what I add, so I like doing these with you. So what I added to the list, since we're like slowly filling up as we like take away, was world-based song, music of choice. You could do a genre, an album, a group of songs, a singular song, whatever. Just your pick. And so I added because I I like doing like musical-based ones because we get to talk about music and then just get the parody music for an hour. So I, I added that. If you object, then I'll take it off. No, I, I do not. What? I, I've liked both of my musical worlds I, so far. Re, I've done three now with every single one I've loved, so. Yeah, because the other one I did was, like, based on the Decemberist song, where I didn't look up what the song was about. Yeah, it was and based on a Decemberist did. song that you told me I knew, and I've never heard it. I'm still shocked that you have it, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Okay, so it's roll time, and uh, this one... This one can. This one's gonna be difficult for me. It's number what fourteen. It? Describe hell. <laughs> it could be difficult because I already describe hell like half the time. Yeah, I'm excited for this. This one's gonna be fun. I mean, I like I like it, but yeah, this is gonna be hard to come up with something original. I think I'm gonna go the comedy route, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's it. Are you gonna like? Are you gonna like wrap up the episode? Usually, I don't do that. You get mad. Oh, do. you don't. Okay. Well, Cody, <laughs> what are your plugs? <laughs> do you know how many times I've jokingly started or ended? Yeah, no, an no. You jokingly you have... started the episode, and then you've cut it off and just said bye before I was ready. That's those are the things that make me mad. <laughs> and then this time you were just like, "All right, episode's over later." Yeah, I'm like, we like... did. It. I thought you were gonna say anything about the idea or like anything but you just did it so i just sat there for a second looking at my messages on discord griff get away from my microphone sorry my cat anyways i literally um, thought you were about the uh freaking elbow drop your cat right there <laughs> just I want to <clears throat> okay so here's the thing i'm actually like a little bit allergic to cats so i i kind of like don't I don't give my cat a lot of attention, not because I don't like my cat, but it's my wife's cat, and I'm just, like, allergic to it a little bit. It's not a huge deal. We can coexist. I just don't like petting the cat, because if I touch my eyes, they start getting all weird. Anyways, um, so she's just decided that ever since I started using a standing desk, she has to be all up in my business. Anyways, yeah. check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network on Twitch or wherever you listen to podcasts and occasionally on YouTube. <sighs> Also check me out on World Shop podcast. Why do you do the World Shop plug? Um, it's based on the roll of a twenty sided dice. Cody, Cody, I'm I'm Jordan and I'm Cody. Okay, that's the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. I'm kidding. Bye. Anyways, no, you've already done no, your my plugs. plugs. I have I have a new show. I, need the to, I, I have new shows I need to plug. Yeah, you already did. Okay, so. Episode.
On Wednesdays, I do We Belong with my friend Time Machine Keeper, or AKA Will, where we talk about anime and stuff. Get it? Ha, we belong. Ha, ha, ha. Um, where we talk about anime and stuff. Wait, Next, I don't get it. Well, the episode that we just did this past week, because, you know, I'm speaking because this is going to get released this week. I'm doing this so badly. Oh, my God. <laughs> the next episode, the last episode we just did, we talked about, like, the dark and gritty animes that we've been into recently. Like, how anime has shifted to this, like, weird darkness side. And then, um, I don't know what we're going to, it happens on the fly. It's the least organized show I've ever worked on. The other show I do is, um, I do a podcast about diversity and nerd culture with Leah, my dear friend. On the side characters that releases every Thursday along with World Shop. And then we also do a Saturday afternoon stream where we have been streaming Dragon Age Inquisition because I lost a bet. And the bet was Didn't you lose that bet a year ago? No, it was like six months ago. And the whole actually, yeah, it was probably yeah, it was about six months ago. <laughs> and the whole thing was I was supposed to romance the Iron Bull, and we finally got to the scene where I screwed the bull, and I'm not happy about it. Not because of, like, any homophobia, just because, like, he's this giant beefy man and then my character was trying to be way too sexy, which I don't like when my character tries to act sexy because it's super awkward. He's like, oh, yes, harder. I'm like, no, stop. How about you stop? <laughs> Anyways, and the last thing I do is it's not really on a schedule now. It is willy-nilly, but I've been doing chaos, chaos, chaos fiction theater with my friend Trin, um, a.k.a. Floam on Twitch. And you can check that out at twitch.tv forward slash phloem, P-H-L-O-O-E-M. I think that's all of my shows. I've been trying to fill the void in my life by just doing more and more shows. Now, I get you. I was able to pay off my credit card in the amount of time it took you to do all of your plugs. <laughs> I'll screw you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Screw you, Cody. And we'll talk to y'all on the flip side. We can't say that together or something like really, really cool about it now. When have you ever? I don't know. It's something I want to do. It's something I want to do that side. Yeah. At the same time, George, there's a delay on the internet. Hey, there's this thing that I do every week that you've never done. It's called editing. On the flip side, later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>